and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Fictionado Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Abertania, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. My name is Robert Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker, although I suppose when this comes out, I will be uh, just on the cusp of uh, mid-20s at 24. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You're really aging. I know. I like rooting anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And today we're joined by honorary aficionado, Sam! My name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 26-year-old writer and marketing coordinator in sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at SamKCC, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Uh, today we have words to say about uh, Unity Days 2019. Woohoo! Welcome to the Unity Days wrap-up. And for anybody who thinks, hey, Unity Days was like two months ago. What are you doing? To you we say, shut up! Because, <laughs> um, you're getting something. And you gotta be happy about it. And also, we had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we love the 100, and it just takes time. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, if you don't follow us on Twitter, which first of all, you should be, but um, we understand because we get a little bit annoying on at Unity Days time because we are live tweeting every single panel um, at Unity Days. So basically, I have gone through all of our live tweets and picked out some cool, fun, super dope things um, that we thought were good to mention again. Are they hey. good and fresh? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Hey, Robin, by annoying, do you mean extremely helpful and kind? Oh, because I guess I do. That's how I uh, feel that your account is at Unity Days. Thanks. Thanks. Um, adjectives are hard. <laughs> yeah, they're not for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, first of all, we had a great time, as we always do. We did our panel again. We sure did. Delightful. How'd, how'd you guys feel about that third panel in a row? Felt pretty good about it. Yeah, I spent most of it wondering why I hadn't painted my nails. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was sitting up there, and, like, people were looking at us, and I was like, I have, like, chipped nails on right now. I wonder if anyone's looking at this. And that was a lot of my thoughts. Because I, when I get up there, I get really nervous. I also get really nervous um, because I feel like I'm better on paper, mm. um, but I spent most of the time figuring out how I could bring up Ab Abby Griffin at every question. Right. And, like, that's my sole mission in life. You also, like, dug your fingers into my leg at one point because you were dying to say something and, like, pinched very, very hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying, like, that was funny. That was what you did. Oh. Yeah, it was very entertaining for me. You're welcome. She was, like, really dying to say something because, like, someone had kind of, like, glazed over, like, a cabbie thing, I think. Every year we have us three, mm -hmm. as well as Claire and Aaron from Metastation. Mm -hmm. And this year we were also joined by Joe from May We Geek Again. She was fantastic and eloquent. Delightful. So, yeah. So great. Yeah, so that was super fun. What is your guys' favorite thing about Unity Days every year? Every year? Yeah, like, what's, like, the thing where you're like, yes, I'm going to Unity Days. This is my favorite thing to do. My friends. Yeah. yeah. It's like, seeing the cast is great, but, like, ultimately, it's like, I'm seeing great friends that I have that I only see once a year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, so. like, the con itself is so special. Like, there's just an air of, like, you belong here. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So when you go in there, you just like, you're all friends. Like, those are your friends. And that's what I felt like at our panel, too. Like, some of the questions that we got at our panel were so friggin' amazing. And they were by people, like, that we knew, like, that we got to talk to online or, like, we met new people, like Janelle Mack from uh, oh, Sipping Sisters. Sipping Sisters. Oh my God. What an amazing human. Looks like an Amazonian warrior. <laughs> warrior and, like, so eloquent. I, just, I had a great time. But yeah, seeing my friends is always my favorite Unity Days thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's another thing 
about the atmosphere at Unity Days is that everyone, including the cast, feels like friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of the cast, what a great segue. Um, (laughs) uh, Who did we see there this year? I think we, like, it was... A lot of people that we had seen before, which was great, mm-hmm. but then we also had Lola, who plays Maddie, come. Um, uh, who else was new? Um, we saw... Yeah, there was, like, one really important person who... No, was, like, no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't think Tati was, like, a, a, an official guest last year, but she was an official guest this year, but she was there. She's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was oh, most Star Trek. Erica Sarah. Oh my god, I love her. Who plays Allie. And we also got to meet Shannon, who is playing Jordan Jasper Green next season slash end of last season. And... I had the best time because, I don't know if he still listens to the podcast, (laughs) but basically we learned that Shannon has listened to a few episodes of the podcast, which is fancy. That was, Um, that was like, he said that he was listening to us when he was on stage in front of everyone and I was like, what did he just say? Like, I'm not used to that. He was like, yeah, I was listening to the Fictionados while I was brushing my teeth. I was like, you were doing what now? What now? (laughs) That was, um, that was an experience. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so if you're also a famous person who listens to our podcast, <laughs> what's up? Wow, that was really awkward. You just drove all the famous people away. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Come okay. back. Okay, good. Now it's just us idiots again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think there was one other person. You're killing me. <laughs> I think... See, the only thing that I know her from that isn't this... Oh, here we is go. ...is that she played Aunt Karen in the game plan with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? I'm gonna kill you one day. <laughs> yeah, like if, this is a really tough one, Robin. Like this is a, yeah, it's a real really thinker. scratching my brain for this one. Um, so we met Paige Turco, and it was kind of a big deal. It was a very big deal. Yeah. Um, for us, like it was um life changing, but it was chill. Yeah, it was life changing and chill. Yeah, if those two things can coincide, they absolutely can because that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was um, a special moment in our lives. Is there anything else you would like to say about it? Um, we had a breakfast meet and greet with her where she started out wanting to talk about how amazing Vancouver is. And um, that was my favorite thing that's ever happened because every other member of the cast just doesn't want to talk about Vancouver, I guess, because they don't like it here. And I'm like, but why? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really pure. Um, and when we went to go get her autograph, they were playing RuPaul the entire time. So that felt like fate as well. Great day for you guys, really. Delightful Great all day around. Be gay. Yeah, yeah. Great day to be gay. Um, so going That's into yeah. some of the uh, live tweets that I pulled out that I thought were kind of important mm-hmm. to talk about just in- generally and then also some stuff uh, that they mentioned about season five. Um, some of the, it's just a lot of, like, fun facts, really. Yeah. Um, but Eliza said that she practiced the big 501 scream in her friend's car because she was nervous about it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe, like, and that scream was so good, too. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if I could even do it in a car and feel so self-conscious. Oh, fully, yeah. But, like, where else could you practice it? You gotta do it in the middle of the highway where you're, like, going away <gasps> from all the people there. Oh, you're... that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's genius because, like, I also like to sing in the car, mm-hmm. which is, like, so it's a it's a very safe place to be loud and explore vocal things that you wouldn't do in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that made me really sad was that Lola said that on Chris's last day, she saw him sitting in the rover with a sad look on his face. Oh, oh that, that was, hurt. Mm, that hurt. So that was painful that, to, to that know about. Hurted. I wish that you guys could all... I mean, I'm not talking about you guys because you were there. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah, sure, sure. I wish everybody could hear Chelsea talk about how much she loves Harper. <gasps> right? 
everyone deserves oh, to hear that at least once. She broke hearts because you could tell like that was like the character love of her life. Um, I have a quote. Mm-hmm. She said, it's really neat in a show that is full of brutality and violence and fear to be a beacon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good. Chelsea FaceTimed Chris. Wait, no, I think she just called him. Mm-hmm. Called Chris to say hello, and he said into the microphone, sorry, Monty's dead. Goodbye. Yeah, he, <laughs> he sure, sure did. did. He sure did that. That was just an important thing to bring up. So, spoiler alert, uh, Monty's dead. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, at some point, it just started to be that, like, everybody was just FaceTiming other people that yeah. um, were not there, so... I think Suchin FaceTimed Jess mm-hmm. because she was supposed to be at the con and then was she sick was really so she couldn't yeah. come. And then Chelsea was FaceTiming slash calling Chris and everything. But the one that like messed me up the most yeah. is somebody that we hadn't ever seen at Unity Day. So yeah. it was like really crazy to hear from this person. Tati FaceTimed in Devin Bostic himself. And I'm like, first of all, how do you guys even know each other? Yeah, y'all, you, like, never shared a scene that, that, that was crazy. That was so cool. Like, all of a sudden, Devin Bostic was there. I was like, what? And he said, it's my first Unity Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just thought that was really cool. Because everybody was FaceTiming other people, and I was thinking, yeah, cool, cool. Like, we know them. I've literally met them all. Like, it's fine. And then, But, like, my I felt like my breath kind of caught... <laughs> When she was like, this is Devin Bostic. And I was like, you're like, what? I, I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Paige. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Our favorite subject. Paige thought Abby's storyline in season five was very raw. It was hard to go there so consistently. You have to make sure to take yourself out of it when you go home. And like, the thing that I really liked that she said about it too was that, um, the thing that I found friggin' hilarious was that she said that like, she asked Jason Rothenberg like, what the pill was that Abby was taking. And he was like, it's like a sci-fi pill. And she was like, like, is it an upper? Is it a downer? And he was like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, bro, you have to give her something to work on. Like, no wonder we were so confused during Abby's addiction arc, like what it was doing. Because um, it was a sci-fi pill, so it did anything. You invented the pill. You get to choose if it's an upper or a downer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's up to you. So, like, Paige put in a lot of work there because she Mm -hmm. had no direction with that. Um, I also think it's uh, really incredible and important how committed she was to showing, like, an honest portrayal of addiction and, like, showing that addicts aren't necessarily bad people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's that addiction is a disease and not... Um, that the people aren't monsters. Yeah, she had said that she had, like, pulled from people that she knew mm. in her life who had suffered. Yeah. That. And I think the 100 fandom could stand to hear that one again. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, just, she and Lindsay, uh, talked about how both of them just got into really interesting headspaces to, like, shoot a lot of the stuff that they did yeah. this season, mm-hmm. which was really neat, I think. Uh, Paige found that throwing up in the bucket was the hardest part. Because someone asked her, what was the hardest part about doing the storyline? And she said that the hardest part was throwing up in the bucket because she didn't want to hit her head on the bucket. She's so valid. I understand. <laughs> it's like, no one likes to vomit anyway. But like, oh, you have to fake, fake vomit, vomit over uh, and over. Oh, no, that's not the tea for me. That would be... that. I get it. <laughs> uh, she also brought up how difficult it was to play the detox scene where mm. she had to be mean to Clark. And she... Paige said that she has a lot of trouble doing any scenes where Abby has to be mean to any of the other characters, yeah. which I thought was, like, really sweet and adorable. And apparently she had one recently, so mm. what's going on in season six, guys? Yeah, I'm just confused slash worried. 
Okay. Which is, I think, kind of like the hundred mood. Mm. Is confused yeah. and worried. I'm excited and afraid. Like, yeah. you'd think that the hardest part was, um, like, having to shock lash Raven. Or, like, not shock yeah. lash, oh, but, she like, hated use the shock color. But she said that it wasn't actually as hard because Paige didn't want to do it and Abby didn't want to do it. So it was kind of easier yeah. in some way. Right. Like, yeah. she channeled the her own personal feelings of not wanting to do it into playing Abby not wanting to do it. Yeah. yeah. Which was... Great. Yeah. One of the most important things that was said to me because of my interests, Richard says, Space Crew was the closest thing Murphy ever had to a family. Oh, okay. So Neat. Cool, 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 Neat. Cool, 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 um, someone was asking about the Memori relationship, I believe, mm-hmm. and Louisa was saying that it was clear, like, she was basically saying that the opposite of love is indifference. Yeah. Um. And they they were very far from indifferent. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you knew that the whole thing wasn't just like over. Right. Yeah. Like if we were gonna do like a ship breakdown, I would say that Mamori has potential. Yeah. Still, I think Raven and Zeke Shaw, Shaw, who I call still call Zeke, I think Ugh. that's um done. Done. Because she spoke about it in the past tense. Yeah. And Lindsay didn't really seem to be like like that had like no bearing on anything that she said. Yeah. Which like it was a fun ship in season five and like. It would be cool if it stuck around, but I'd also... I don't think something, it's going to. I just have a feeling that it's not coming back because I don't feel like Jordan was around much this yeah, season. Yeah, right. And that's that's um, Jordan who plays Shaw. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the last one is that, like, um, for us cabbie folk, um, Lindsay was talking about um, Kane in the present tense. Mm, yes. So... Whatever Kane's condition is, it seems like at some point that is going to come up and I won't be a permanent thing? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know! Yeah, like, we don't actually know anything, but, like, that felt like a really good sign, because they- Yeah! Like, Lindsay and Paige both brought up Ian and Kane at least a couple times, and they- In in, in present tense, and, yeah, it just felt like he's not gone, so that feels good. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's called- us scraping the bottom of the barrel of hope, you know? <laughs> One of the main things about Harper that we learned in previous seasons was that her family had, like, this genetic illness, and that was the main reason why she wasn't on the list that Harper, mm-hmm. or that Clark made. And then, you know, at the very end, we learned that that was the reason why she passed away. Um, Chelsea said that she believes, and of course, this isn't ha- canon, this is just what Chelsea thinks, that Harper's genetic illness was Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Yeah, I think it was probably Alzheimer's. I also thought maybe it would be MS or something i was under the impression and and this was just me fully just guessing but when when it first came up i assumed it was cancer i also thought cancer Um, but considering we've never dealt with cancer on the show before it feels to me like at some point they must have cured cancer yeah was cancer eradicated i don't i don't know i it just when i first watched it initially i thought cancer Mm -hmm. but also they chose not to even name it in monty's video like he just said her genetic condition and i'm like why Name it! <laughs> like That would have been the time. Choose this. Choose what the pill does. Choose what the disease is. Like, it's a sci-fi then, disease. Then again, it's a sci-fi disease. There weren't any doctors awake to tell them. Uh, but I, I mean, when Harper's dad died... Yeah, Harper would have known what it was. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. 
Okay, so Tatia, uh, Sachin, and Tati did this incredible panel, and I'm so sad that you guys weren't there. You guys I were know. in Paige's line at that yeah, time, right? Yeah. I got to be in the room for basically what what I'd like to call, because this was like the main theme of it, was Sachin, Tatia's, and Tati's feminism panel. Oh my god. It was literally <laughs> incredible, and I pulled a couple of, I remember I was freaking tweeting up a heckin' storm during that that panel, just trying to get every quote <laughs> out, because it was all... just gems so i've got a couple that i um pulled out here uh tazia is loving seeing all of the new representation that is coming into television she thinks the hundred was ahead of the curve it exhibits such different examples of strength and she said now is not the time to turn your back on feminism now is the time to embrace it (gasps) oh yes we flipping stand all of the above thank you y'all Suchin was out here doing some work. He was like, I'm out here, I see all the ladies in here, and I am about to (laughs) spill some tea that's gonna make all of you go hard eyes because I'm such a great person doing the very least by being a feminist. (laughs) Doing the very least. (laughs) So Suchin starts getting really heated, like, as a person who was in the room, he was, like, mad. Like, he was getting, like, upset talking about it why he thinks it's a tragedy that badass women in the past have had to play side characters and the hundred makes him proud to be on the show because of the badass women who get to play badasses yes he was so like he was like upset he was like the world sucks (laughs) yeah it was great um just making everybody hard eyes he is just so good that is a rare man He's a delightful person on every level. Uh, A quote from Tati. At the end of the day, we're all capable of the same things. The limits that time and society have set, it's all in the mind. Mm. It was just like quote after quote after quote. It was a dope panel. Probably my favorite panel of the entire, including my own panel. I am so (laughs) jealous that you got to see it. Like, Unity Days also makes me wish that I could clone myself and be in multiple places (laughs) at once because I miss great things like this. Yeah. Also, I was the most starstruck by Tati, just, like, mm. while we're talking about Tati, because, like, we had just come off of watching Sabrina, which is, like, this huge Netflix show, and I was like, yeah. <gasps> she is, like, that's prudent. An ethereal person. Yeah. Really. She has, like, she has such star power, but at the same time, she's just, like, a totally normal and cute person, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know how to react to any of this. <laughs> I just think you're an angel. Um, someone asked uh, what their favorite season was. Tazia and Suchin said their favorite season is four. Just some words. That's not uh, my opinion, but I'm glad that they have a favorite. Like, I mean, that was a big season get, for Echo and a big, yeah. bigger season for Jackson. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, I totally get why why they would choose that mm-hmm. over other seasons. Other seasons, I guess. But yeah, not not my favorite, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> one of the fun things that Suchin was bringing up is someone was asking him if he... Uh, had a hard time kissing Jared mm-hmm. <laughs> um, since they're best friends and as far as we know are both heterosexual males. Yeah. And he was saying that he does not find kissing Jared weird at all. Um, the thing that he feels weird about is flirting with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> he says, kissing Jared is just kissing Jared. I kiss uh, Sosa and so I can kiss Jared. Yeah. yeah. Sosa is Jared's dog. Yeah. You guys don't know. <laughs> um, but he finds having to like make the eyes at Jared or like <laughs> having to like be all lovey-dovey with Jared. He's like, that's the weird part. Everything else, like kissing is just an action. Yeah. But acting. Intimacy is the most difficult. Intimacy yeah. is the thing I have to act, which is the hard part. Which that makes, makes me sense think if it's your friend. Yeah. Which also makes me think that we're going to get more uh, Max or Max in yeah. because mm-hmm. like we have seen them together, but mm-hmm. like it's only been a few scenes so far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so ship update. Maxon's still good. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Also, is uh, is Jackson ever gonna... Are they gonna call each other by their first names? Do they... Yeah, do they know each other's first names? Yeah, do they know each other's first names? Oh, no, Jackson calls Miller Nate. Oh, yeah. But, um... 
Has he ever called him Eric? I don't know. I don't think so. I think, isn't that like just Abby who calls him Eric? I, I mean, she doesn't even call him Eric. Does anybody call him Eric? Kane? Kane? Yeah, Kane. did. Did Jaha once? I don't know. Okay. No, I think it was just Kane. Just Kane, and then we knew it because it was on the list, and that's it. (laughs) Kane and Jackson actually became like best friends. Like, please, Marcus. It's like they're both, Marcus. They're both wildly known, widely known. You love Abby. I love Abby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Abby stands. They have so much in common. So now we're going to talk about um, some of the things that we learned about season six. So now we get to do some theorizing a little bit, Ooh. I guess. One of the things they said was that season six definitely feels like the beginning of a new book, right? We got mm-hmm. the end of book one last season, which I'm still a little, I, I don't know about that decision. Feels weird right now. But. It feels like it was a cool idea. That probably would have worked in season three. Mm-hmm. I I like it. I'm excited about it. I hope that it actually delivers differently than like as they're as they're marketing it. You right. know what I mean? I just feel weird. Like obviously, knock on wood, but like oh here this here's some wood. <laughs> um, hopefully the hundred isn't canceled anytime soon. But like, what if it is? And then it's like end of book one, and then like what's this? And so then chapter, and just... then book one only has one chapter, and you're just like, right, um, book two, yeah, what? Yeah, and you're like, so there was book one, and then the epilogue, yeah, and that's it, yeah. So I don't know. It was just a weird decision, for and me. I don't foresee. I think for for burnout reasons, I don't know if the show should last past a seven. Mm. You know, like I personally uh, will take as much as they'll give me because yeah. I recognize that I am trash for this show. And I love it, mm-hmm. even when it's, like, even when I can recognize that it does garbagey things sometimes. But, yeah, I, like, the segmenting it after book five makes you feel like you need five chapters in book two. Yeah. So, are you gonna go ten seasons, or? And then, what, there's just gonna be two books? Like, you want things to go in threes. And I don't know if they can hold on to those actors for that long, because like, all of them have, like, such huge potential like you know after this show they're all gonna be stars like it would have been nice if it had been like season one season two book one season three season four book five or Mm -hmm. book two (laughs) yeah like season Season five was definitely a different book from the others season five season six is book three season four is the chapter i skip yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um another oh this kind of works with what you were saying before uh we'll be seeing a lot more of jackson this year yeah, that's Yay. exciting. I love more Jackson. Same. It, it, people are always like, more of insert character here, but what about the other characters? And I'm like, more just means maybe a yeah. minute an episode. Yeah. yeah, literally, it just means like a tiny, tiny sliver. Mm-hmm. Um, Suchin says Eliza always goes above and beyond, and this year is no exception. I'm so we've got some yeah. good Clark content. Yo, Eliza's- Eliza from season one and Eliza's season seven, sorry, season five, the, yeah. the acting mm-hmm. caliber is just like, yeah. Blown up. It's she's incredible. In, like, she's already, she was already great when the show started, and now she's just phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She's just fantastic. And that's that on that. <laughs> this one was pretty obvious, but we'll discover who Jordan is in season six. Yeah. Hashtag, oh. hi, Shannon. Thanks for listening. <laughs> the interesting thing about Jordan that we learned is that someone asked if Jordan and Maddie would have more yes. of, like, a sibling relationship, and Jordan was like, well, I thought they would, Wait, but what? it yes. didn't end up being that way. I've got and it I here. Like, what does that mean? Shannon thought Maddie and Jordan would act like siblings. The actual season is different. Jordan wants to prove himself. He's caught between structure and rebellion. I think Jordan's going to be a problem. Mm. Interesting. I feel like Jordan is going to be a definite problem for our heroes. I'm interested in seeing how that's going. Oh, I'm fascinated by it. Because, like, I think he's going to be kind of um, a loose cannon. With, like, no social social skills. Yeah, oh, fully. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm just excited to see him 
continued to like baffle us in how well he has adopted both Chris and Chelsea's mannerisms. Fully. Because like, wow. You can tell he studies them. Like too. you would fully think that that is their kid and somehow time travel has happened in real life. Yeah. Um Tasia has her own backstory for Echo, but season 6 will actually explore her real one. I'm excited for that. And if you're not looking forward to this, I don't care. <laughs> like I I, mean, I am personally. We here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We tweeted about this on our account and the amount of people that were absolutely disgusting in our notifications was like not countable mm-hmm. honestly so like i don't mean to sound like a bitch but like 2019 is where i'm just gonna be a bitch if you don't like it don't watch it mm-hmm. so if you're gonna be in our mentions acting like the way you are like disparaging tasia saying all of this stuff stop watching it and get out of our mentions mm-hmm. like it's immature and like i'm excited about echo's backstory because mm-hmm. i think echo's really cool yeah she she is an archer and, like, an assassin and is really cool and has cool friends. And she's a hardcore Hufflepuff, you guys. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Like, that is the most loyal person I've ever met. She's um, so cool! Like, she has a cool backstory. She worked for a king. Like, she's gonna have such a cool backstory. And a queen! Backstory. And a queen! And she, she was a royal assassin. That is so cool! <laughs> Sorry, babe. It's okay. Go ahead. She's also a spy, yeah. which could oh uh, come in super handy, mm-hmm. given, like, whatever is on this planet. Like, we have no idea. So, like, if we need someone to, like, sneak in there without being seen and gather intel on these, like, whoever Allegis 3 is now, yep. she could do it. Also, I'm just, I loved her arc in season 5. I was, like, super interested in her arc in season four. I think she's been really slowly built up in a fascinating way that a lot of people overlook just because of her relationship status. And so I think it's going to be really neat to see more of that just continuing to be fleshed out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for her character to be considered a person apart from the relationship or who she happens to be sleeping with. Right. Because Echo herself is already, like, an established character. And who she sleeps with shouldn't have bearing on that. You should like her based on Echo, not based on who she's sleeping with. Because she's, like, interrupting your shit. And I say that as someone who has done that. So, a question for Tati. Someone said, now that the flame is in Maddie, what will Gaia do? Uh, and a quote from Tati. She has to be sort of a mentor mother figure. You'll find that Gaia is, I guess, not reconciling with her faith, but reconciling with herself. I am so excited about that. Because what's going on. I love mother figures. Yes. (laughs) So anytime a character gets to be maternal, I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's really cool for Gaia to evolve in the next part of her journey because she's always been a flamekeeper, but now she gets to be the flamekeeper who guides the commander. And that's really neat. And I think she'll do a much better job than Titus. Just just thinking. And now that she does that, can she be in a relationship? Because I think Gaia should have a girlfriend. Ooh! That would be neat. On like, there's gonna obviously gonna be people on the new planet. So like, oh my god, like a new alien girlfriend for Gaia? Come on. (laughs) That would be amazing. Here for it. Um, alright. Bring is not weakness, you guys. Yeah. Um, bringing in Jared next day. We will see the fallout of Miller's involvement with Bladrina, quote, pretty quickly. Jared calls it the hangover. Ooh, that's gonna get ugly. I don't know what that's about, but I'm concerned. So, like, are people gonna be, like, mad at Miller still? Is Miller still team blood reina are he and bellamy gonna have a fight i wonder if he and jackson might have a little bit of a falling mm. out over his continued loyalty i don't know jackson was pretty loyalty loyal too and like they were in a solid relationship the whole time the drama in the bunker was happening that's true which is so, kind of weird because you'd think jackson would kind of be anti the person who wanted to kill his favorite 
his other favorite person, Abby's significant other. You'd think you'd be kind of mad on her behalf. Like, I he was, like, like, majorly Team Octavia. Yeah, They were was. both pretty- I was, like, pretty confused about Miller a lot in season five. Yeah. A lot of his- uh, motivations kind of confused me, so I'm yeah. interested in seeing the follow-up of it, just so that we know what's up. Yeah, I feel like Jackson was more in the middle, because like, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah. But he was, he clearly didn't have a problem with Nate being at Octavia's right hand. Yeah. And we didn't see a ton of him and Abby together in season five past episode two, so they could have had a falling out at some point. And we know, and we don't know that about it. Miller is not afraid to break up with someone if they are on the different side. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, Jared says the episode he's most excited for people to see is 601, so we don't have, have, don't have the whole season. <laughs> it's just right there. Just 601. Ooh, this is just a really small thing. Richard says, looking at Louisa, it's come so far now. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's what like, what does it mean? It's just weird, also, like, it's come so far in the last season because it's clear that between the seasons literally nothing has happened because they literally just got like put in a thing and Murphy was shot right like he's hurt still yeah. I know we didn't get this information at Unity Days but I did see a tweet today from Spacewalkers where someone said the uh it was either Bob or Richard or Jared uh said the new season starts up immediately after the end of season five so there's no time skip I love all, that. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Like, they just went ahead and put the time skip in the finale, so. This year, we also got the props uh, panel again, which was so, so, so awesome. Obviously, friend of the pod, Anthony, was on it, and it was great. We'd love to see him again. One of the things that they mentioned, though, was their favorite new prop from the new season is not bigger than a bread box. Ooh. I feel like... We are taking that so seriously, and then we're gonna see it and be like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, it's fully oh, just yeah. gonna be something dumb. Yeah. But like, are they gonna tell us which thing it is? Because no. we just have to watch. We can ask Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, <laughs> dear Anthony, please, when the thing shows up, tell us what it is. Because yeah. like, we need to know. He'll literally be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He'll, he'll forgot. He'll fully forget that he said that. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think that's the thing that we should, like, note is, um, we learned, like, basically, like, we're talking about the things we learned about season six, but we know nothing about season yeah, six. Yeah, fully. Like, we are in the dark. The trailer's not out. We don't know anything about the characters. No or one the was, planet. No one was leaking spoilers. We know frackle. Y'all, yeah. we were taking hints from which tenses Lindsay was using. Exactly. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, we're, we're searching for these hints, y'all, mm -hmm. and they're just not there because yeah. everyone is on lockdown mm -hmm. like the network is just so tight about this season and i'm just like please i'm frustrated sir tell me something um so coming up here we're going to be joined by unity events co-founder and friend of the pod liana to talk about the whole process of unity days as well as a new con coming up here in vancouver called sweet river con we're super excited to talk to her about that but but before then sam you're getting out of here <laughs> uh do you want to remind us where we can find you on the internet Please sure can. You can find me on Twitter at SamKCC, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-C. Um, you can also find all my articles and my personal coverage of Unity Days at TelltaleTV.com slash author slash Samantha Coley. And I just want to say thank you again to the entire team at Unity Days. Uh, this is legit my favorite con um, I have such a great time every year, and I've been honored to be a member of Press Crew for the uh, entire duration of Unity Days and its existence, and I'm just so grateful for all of the people that it's brought into my life. Aw, 
I love UDD days. I'm sad that it's I'm sad that it's over, but I'm glad that like we get to keep doing this just with Riverdale now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know that it's over, but I'm also like such an at heart. Which yeah. I'm just like more, more UD four, more, more, more UD four. And his blood pressure rising. But in my heart, I'm wearing that shirt too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, babe. Now here we are. We are here joined <laughs> by Unity Events co-founder and friend of the pod. Leanna! Hey! And hey. no time has passed, so don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us who you are, please? Yeah, who are you? <sighs> you guys know who I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, do you know who I am? You can't ask me that. Do you know who I think I am? <laughs> so, I'm the co-founder of Unity Events Canada. I take care of the talent booking, marketing, and public relations. Oh my god, that sounds so fancy. She's so fancy. Ew, don't even. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> um, Professional voice. <laughs> so what was the process of starting up like the first Unity Days? Like what was the decision making process there where you were like, let's let's do a con? It kind of all just happened within like a couple weeks or so. Like Maya and I had met online and we were both at I think it was Calgary Expo a few years mm-hmm. ago. And we noticed there wasn't any anything the hundred related at that convention and kind of anything across Canada and North America. Like, everything was in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were like, instead of traveling all the way over there, why don't we just do the convention here ourselves in Vancouver, where they film the show? So we kind of looked at our skill sets. Like I had mentioned, I have marketing and public relations under my belt. And Maya has, you know, operations, admin, and Shane is um, the site manager. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just had all of these skill sets, and we just wanted to... Um, you know, do something really amazing with it. So that's kind of how Unity Days started. And what's it been like to do, like, three whole Unity Days? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like, originally, like, one was going to be for the last one, and then two was going to be the last <laughs> one, and then three three is supposed to be the last one. So, like, how was it Was it stressful to have to do so many of them? Yes and no. Like, there, there was challenges with, you know, all the different ones that had happened. But yeah, it was just kind of supposed to be like a one-off thing. And then we were like, okay, this is actually like a lot of fun and we're kind of good at it. So (laughs) we decided to do a couple more. Yeah. But yeah, like I was saying, it was, it's been a crazy fun experience, like tons of learning and you know, all the whole team is still always learning and it's just been great to, you know, meet people throughout the fandom. I think the thing that like always stuck out to me, like even going to UD1, I was like, there's no way this is their first con. It's too well organized. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and, See, that's, and that's, yeah, that was our first con. And that just speaks to, I guess, like the whole team's skill sets, right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously you don't have to answer this because I know it's like a whole thing, but I think we'd be remiss if we did not ask, legit, is there any hope for UD4? No comment. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> Great. So if somebody's listening to this podcast all about Unity Days, I'm sure that they have heard that Unity Events Canada is doing a new con in November for Riverdale called Sweet River Con. What was, like, what made you guys decide to do Sweet River Con? Uh, What made us decide to do Sweet River Con? So Riverdale, as you guys know, is also filmed in Vancouver. Uh, I sure do know that, yes. (laughs) Just like The 100. And uh, we enjoy the show as well. So we really wanted to um, expand our horizon and kind of give the same treatment to the Riverdale fan base like we did to the 100. Yeah, make more of like an intimate like boutique con experience. Exactly, yeah. For a um, whole new con- whole new fandom. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like our signature thing is like these intimate 
little conventions like we never want to make them more than you know more than like 600 people because then it's just you, lo- you lose that you yeah lose that yeah. intimacy right so mm-hmm. And, like, the the size of it sets it apart from other cons. Because, like, the thing that I noticed after you guys did Unity Days is that all of a sudden a bunch of copycat cons started popping up. But every single time someone would come back from one of those, it was always, it was good, but it wasn't Unity Days. Oh, that's so sweet of them. Okay, so tell can you tell us anything else about uh, Sweet River Con that you want to mention on this pod? Yeah, so the guests that we have right now um, is Camilla Mendez, Vanessa Morgan... Skeet Ulrich and Machen Amick. So that's such a good lineup. Those are like everyone's favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Veronica, Tony, FP, and Alice. Like, oh, <laughs> Snake Parents Con. Oh, do you think Machen and Skeet are as beautiful in real life as they are on screen? Oh my god, Vanessa. Probably. Oh my god, they're all otherworldly beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what I found when we every time we went to Unity Days. Like, I'm really glad in the first Unity Days that, um, because my like first thing to do after the welcome panel was to have a picture with Bob and Richard, and I'm so glad that we had that welcome panel so that I could like silently cry before <laughs> I had to go meet them. <laughs> that was me, but when we saw Katya, I was just like, oh, "That's oh, yeah. a real person. That's a that she's a woman. That's a man in a dress. With yeah. who? We just Ka- met Katya, the drag queen." Oh, I was like, we didn't have no men in dresses. <laughs> I mean, Richard was yeah, there. Yeah, Rick will do just about anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. He, he I think uh, first thing he did today is he wore Lainey's heels on stage the entire time. Yeah, I remember yep. that. Yep. Yeah, he's quite the character. So lastly, in this one, you guys can go and check out our, our upcoming episode of the Riverdale podcast to hear some more about Sweet RiverCon. But another thing is that we have a really cool announcement that we are actually giving away two weekend passes to Sweet RiverCon. Um, and there's a survey in the description where you just have to fill out like around five questions. And the very last question is the most important one. When the question asks, what would you have at Pops? You say... An AF burger. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, but if you say an AF burger, then you get two entries instead of just one. So good thing you're listening to this right here, right now. We 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 had this figured out. We yeah. have this planned. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so in terms of what you want to do for like Sweet River Con, is Sweet River Con going to be a one-off too? Or at this point, you're just like, I don't know. I'm just open to anything. Uh, we'll see. Mm, that's fair mm. we'll just we're just gonna leave it as big we'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much to liana for coming on and joining us for this pod liana where can we find you on the internet if we want to follow you slash unity events uh so you'd want to follow unity events on twitter at unity events ca and it's also the same on instagram and facebook if you just search unity events canada you'll find us there sweet and you should follow her dog at Porter the Corgi. Mm-hmm. With two eyes yep. Yep. at the end of Corgi. Yep. Just trust me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this uh, extra special uh, bonus episode. Sure. Sure, let's call it that. Yeah, it's an extra special bonus episode featuring extra special guests. Yes. Yeah. Um, our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. What? You guys don't do anything anymore. Yes, but that's because we're busy and um, also there's nothing to do on this feed. You guys don't do anything anymore. Well, neither does the show. Yeah, neither does the show. We'll be back very soon, though. We'll be back, Um, like, 
April 30th. April 30th. Oh, we'll be back for the trailer. Oh my god, we're so dumb. Oh my god, we are so dumb. We will be back for the trailer. 100% we'll be back for the trailer. It'll be great. Now, when um, that comes out, we don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Right. But either way, uh, write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's in the description all the time. And it's just perpetually open. Things that you like about the podcast. Things that you don't like about the podcast that we can work on. Thank you for your opinions. I love opinions. I Oh, yeah, speaking of opinions, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about and have opinions about that show, too. So many opinions. So many opinions. Some good, some bad, but always entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and if you also like The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina featuring our friend Tati, you can check that out. It's also on our Riverdale feed. So, yeah, go find it. Thanks. If you're a fan of the show Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We covered season one and we're in the middle of season two right now. Um, and if you're a fan of Stranger Things, I don't know what the, like, what the status of the Stranger Things podcast was last time we recorded. Oh yeah, um, But we if have you don't now. know, we have a Stranger <laughs> Things podcast now. I don't know exactly when this one's going out, but uh, as of right now, as we're editing, we have episode 101 and episode 102 available. So if you search aficionados on your favorite podcast app, you should be able to find it. We have fun over there. So if you're yeah. missing us uh, during this hiatus, you got so... Dude, there's so much content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that one's more freeform. We kind of just sit around and just talk about Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, but mostly Twitter and Tumblr, which is Robert's baby. Yes. I work really hard on the Tumblr. Please go follow us. Thanks. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's expensive. Expensive. Patreon is basically a thing where you go and you can uh, donate every month at some of your favorite creators as low as one dollar a month, and that is nothing. So, um, yeah, uh, but it's uh, it's everything to us. Yeah, it's, so it's it means nothing to you, but it means everything to us. Yes, please and thank you. It's very expensive to run uh, five, five podcasts. <laughs> um, you think it's not expensive, but it is. I feel like if you say I run five podcasts, someone above their head is like. And you know what? You're right. You're right. It, 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 yeah, does. it does. It does. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And that includes AO3. Thank you. Oh my god. Uh, do you want to tell them what your Tumblr is? Oh yes, my Tumblr is not at Robin E. Jeffrey, but if you go on Robin E. Jeffrey, um, it'll immediately take you to my Tumblr, which is Faraday with two Fs. There you go. Join us for our next episode, which is going to be the trailer. The trailer! Whenever that mysterious object comes out. Yeah. Does it even exist? We don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, and thank you so much to Sam and Leanna for joining us for this episode. Thank you, idiot. Okay, love you. Bye! Bye!